welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's the king with the boys. It's Adam, Josh, Matt. We're back in the studio for another action-packed episode. And I know we always talk about beer here, but are you looking for more beer talk? How about some witty and at the same time nerdy chit-chat? Well, Hop Nation USA has you absolutely covered on those topics and much more. Hop Nation USA has been in the podcast game for over four years, and they will definitely let you know when spicy boy season kicks in. You can catch Adam and Steve by following at Hop Nation USA on all social media with new episodes dropping on Fridays and on all major platforms and the video hitting YouTube on Mondays. And you can support them by checking out their merch at HopNationUSA.com. So it's a wonderful evening. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing great. Glad this week is over and I get to hang with my boys tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Always working for the weekend, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 80s power pop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh and to call and to call back to Hop Nation, uh Adam and I got to creep on to episode 197. So uh when this drops and you listen to all of us and you are rock hard from all of our sweet chit chat, go back and check out episode 197 on Hop Nation USA. Uh, I take a huge dump on Hulk Hogan. Um, I had a blast. So, yeah, check them out. Spotify is usually the main way to do it, but they're on all major platforms. And uh, we killed it. And, yeah, and I should say, too, uh, we are decaying with the boys as brought to you by Hop Nation USA LLC. Yeah. Yeah. As we established on Wednesday. And also, by the time you're listening to this on Monday, uh, we'll be on the YouTube channel by then too. So, yeah. If you want to right see here. our ugly faces, we'll be on the YouTube by then. We have faces for radio. That is for sure, buddy. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, I sit here again in this studio as a as a complete loser because once again, Josh's torrid bets of doom ha- have have taken me to new lows. So I will, I would like to just recap quickly Josh's bets of doom, 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 doom. Doom. because I'm not happy. WrestleMania 37 <laughs> is over and I found that L that I was looking for in my basement office the whole damn time. It's, it's ridiculous. Josh, I'm just going to give you the mic and I'm just going to sit here and wait patiently to tell you what the fuck you guys are going to do to me. So congratulations go ahead well as you know that the the end result for anybody that actually kept tabs adam adam and i tied at 10 and matt lost at nine so we had the tiebreaker that fell through with adam and i too because we both had the same thing and it didn't come true either way collusion so we talked about it we talked about it and we we know what the punishment's going to be for you yeah, and uh, I mean, we can announce it this week if you want a week to prepare your liver, uh, your liver, your and stomach. maybe and maybe for a ride home. Fuck you guys. Um, so I graciously volunteered to pay for the punishment and pick the punishment um, as one of the first place winners here on this side. Um, and you will be drinking, if I can find it, a growler of cold snap from Sam Adams. I thought we were friends. <laughs> I thought that we had 
a relationship that transcended almost two decades. And you know that when you bring that bottled shit to me, that it's going to just be a nightmare. Why can't oh, I just drink the Smirnoffs like Josh had to oh, do? Oh, don't, don't, don't worry. It won't be bottled. That'll be fresh off the tap. I mean, as fresh as it can be. It was a spring release, and we're almost in summer, so it won't I be mean, that fresh, but it'll be a growler full of it. So he's, he's sitting here complaining, like, why do you got to do this to me? Just be better. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's a good point. Just be better. Just pick better. Well, who's picking really... Daniel Bryan? I mean, come on. Fuck you guys. High five in each other like you did so well. You guys won <laughs> in, 10 matches and fair... I won nine. In all fairness, we lost that match. We did. It, it, yeah. it did nobody, all come. Nobody picked Roman Reigns. So let's no. not like pat ourselves no. on the back. You you guys were like, Becky Lynch is coming back. That didn't happen either. So Boner's gone. Fuck That's it. fair. That was, was that was all Josh. So I was, I was only looking forward to Alexa Bliss. I would say that, that probably got fucked up by Vince because he changed the card on both nights last minute. Becky was in in town. She was. Yeah, she was she in, was town. in town. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying the stars should have aligned there. The rumor that I heard though was instead of the Bella twins coming out and interrupting Bailey, it was supposed to be Becky. Oh, yeah, you know what? I heard I'm, the same I'm, thing. So, you know what? Then I'm glad she stayed in the hotel. So <laughs> then maybe, maybe what we were talking about with a move to SmackDown. Oh, that, I, I think that makes happen. a lot more sense. I think now. that's going to happen. It's lining up. It's lining up a lot. But to, to do a quick recap of where we all fucked up at on these things. So. Adam, right off the bat, went up one nothing on the first match because Bobby Lashley came in and he he ripped Drew McIntyre's WrestleMania moment away. Sure did. And got him, Lashley. got him in that that hurt lock, and it was all for naught because the next night Drew McIntyre becomes the number one contender again. Yeah, Monday yeah. night. Unbelievable. But, so from there. We all lost the tag team turmoil match. Yeah. Because Matt and I made the smart pick at the time. Yeah. Oh, I do agree. I thought you guys made the smart pick. I was trying to, especially at the beginning of our picks, I was really trying to differentiate myself and get You could tell because you differed on a lot in the beginning. Yeah. Well, let me say this too, that I think everybody on the planet agreed with Josh and I, except for Adam Bashline and Vincent K. McMahon. So yeah. I'm glad that you and Vince had a little moment together. Oh, um, uh, freaking revolver to my head. I would have never picked a team involving Tamina Snuka to win anything no, ever. Like, right. Not at all. And they proved that night too. <laughs> so we all got the Cesaro, but... The other place where we differed on the first night was the Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon. And Adam, you almost had me swayed with your yeah. persuasiveness well, of compelling so, and, argument. Yeah, well, and in full disclosure, me and Josh watched that match here together in the Jigitorium. Um, and when he climbed to the top of the cage and didn't just climb out the other side, I threw a temper tantrum. I threw a literal, I almost broke my beer glass. It happened. I was slamming stuff. And I was like, okay, you're the one calling the uh, the bodybuilder, 
300 plus pound dude, a stupid idiot through the whole build for this match, which is a terrible build anyway. And then yeah. your ass had the win and you, and you didn't take it. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was schoolyard bullying the whole way through, which by the way, wouldn't happen because Braun Strowman is a literal animal. The dude's in the best shape of his life. And some like, how old is Shane McMahon? Like 50 some years old now. Yeah. They made him look like the damn bully over yeah. this physical freaking messiah it was 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 all to introduce the new tag team of elias and whatever the fuck the old yeah yeah. he's the only one of the three that made it the other two had to go back down to nxt real quick he's the one that put out the shitty tweet too and the other two got fired yeah i mean we're saving that for the next segment and we'll get to that but jesus christ the 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 irony in that is uh, yeah okay josh just tell me how i lost more go okay so then we all got fucking duped by I'm going to I'm going to put some anger on behind it. I'm going to go full name. We up. all got duped by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Because we all went fiend over Randy Orton. The world logical decision. Fiend. The world went The fiend. writers went fiend. Yeah. Until the last minute. Because even if you read about it, everybody involved was confused. Even the even Randy Orton and Fiend were like, "Oh, okay." And, and, I guess. Let me tell you this too: you could tell in the way they were wrestling each other, they were so apprehensive with one another. It was stiff. There, the spots were like, I mean, they're both skilled yeah. wrestlers, so they were able to sell some things. But the spots just weren't like I didn't feel invested in the match. No, aside from yeah. the, the entrance for the fiend, which it, I thought was pretty cool, it was, it was it was almost like they were trying to decide with each other in the moment whether to go into business for themselves and switch it. Yeah, it really yeah. was. But if I can just have the floor is yours, my safe space. Yeah, I would like to say space. Bray Wyatt, the Folly of the Buzzards character, was one of my favorite wrestlers in the last five fucking years, and Vince McMahon. Turned him into the fiend, which I thought was cool. Love horror movies. Thought it was a great character. Thought it was a good concept. If they went with it, it would have worked. But he's lost every major fucking match he's ever fucking had. So in my book, thanks to you, Vince, the fiend is gone. The fiend is shit. Don't even have this fucking Bray Wyatt's funhouse bullshit anymore. Turn him into something else or fucking let him go work real estate with his fucking brother, Bo Dallas. Because he's fucking done. You can't fucking save him now. You had him lose to Goldberg. You had him lose to Cena. You had him lose to fucking everybody. And he just lost to Randy Orton at the end of a fucking year-long feud. Fuck you, Vince. Fuck you. And out of all this, I hope what fucking happens is Alexa Bliss gets a major fucking push into a badass fucking character. Because she's the only one that can be saved out of this. Fucking Randy. Randy got fucking skunked out the next night. It didn't even help Randy. Fuck you, Vince. Fuck you. Fuck you for ruining my childhood. Fuck you for ruining it now. Fuck you. And fucking Bray Wyatt, fuck you for letting it happen. You're a bigger man than that. Have a good have good luck in the AEW or with real estate, whatever the fuck you're going to do. I fucking loved you, dude, and it's fucking over. Alexa Bliss, wish you the best of luck. I hope it works out for you. Rant done. Next question. Adam Quentin Tarantino bash line with his salacious take. 
uh, I guess if I could uh, jump in here too, I would just say God, catch my uh, breath. Ditto. I can't believe that this match was built the way that it was, that you had character development the way that it was. For the first time in a long time, I felt like WWE Creative was taking the right path and building good characters, bringing in all kinds of awesome support behind it, and then you let it build to nothing. So now you have to bunt, you have to punt on The Fiend. Randy Orton's build is shit, and now Alexa Bliss is left to pick up some scraps. Now, hopefully... Right. I agree with Adam that she gets a push into something because when the women's Royal rumble was going on, when she came down, every woman converged on her and got her out. So it's almost like that idea, like she's too crazy strong. Like she's the actual way the fiend should have been booked. So hopefully they do that. However, after what they did to the fiend, uh, my expectations are very, very low. And I thought I was done. I'm not done yet. He also lost the only he lost to Seth Rollins with that big fucking remember the big fucking sledgehammer like yeah if you look and think the play that was another it, botch yeah. yeah that was another botch the only the only fucking thing that worked was the Firefly Funhouse match against John Cena at WrestleMania Which that was the incredible. only good thing they did with the whole fucking character yeah. they made him wrestle under that red goddamn light you couldn't see shit you couldn't see the detail in the fucking mask that they put so much goddamn time into. He came out and everybody was fucking talking about it and they squandered it. He was selling merch like a fucking machine and they fucking squandered it. And one more fucking time. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. You fucking ruined it. Fucking retire. So uh, now I'm I think I'm done. I might come back. I don't know. <laughs> but Alexa Bliss, fucking run with it. I hope you fucking have all the success in the world. I hope you make more money than any fucking superstar in the history of the WWE. I think we matched all of the Pulp Fiction F-bombs in just Adam's rant right there. You can bleep a couple of those if you want to, or cut it out. I don't care. I just need to get that out. I've been drinking all week to get that out. It's raw. It cut me to the nerve. So (laughs) so to, to play on like the whole creative side of it, which we talked about midweek when I was looking at some of the articles about it, what I really think they need to do, honestly, is, yeah, they have a history of repeating, like, storylines right now, but I think they need to go to the old Taker versus Taker, and they need to separate Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. What you do is you have it as Alexa is controlling The Fiend to attack Bray. Again, have you put your application in yet with you, WWE? Because I, I like where you're going. No, you you have the fiend absolutely buried Wyatt. And I'm talking like casket match, fucking in the ground, like AJ Styles type Barry. He could come back as whatever he wants. I, my vote is like Adam said, the eater of the world. Like that yeah. gimmick for him was fantastic. Yeah. It was an incredible but, gimmick and it worked on so many levels. You also, in the same vein, by getting rid of his alter ego, you have the fiend finally break the hold that Alexa has on him. And you just let the fiend go unfucking hinged. Yep. I'm talking biting bats heads, fucking fighting with the fans as he comes down through the audience, Roman Reigns style, cut the red light shit. Like that's not fooling anybody. 
but just let him go unhinged and run through the division. Yeah. I and mean, you can still you you got the two characters for the fucking price of one, really. Yeah, I mean yeah. that might be the that I think he's fucking done, but that might be the only way to salvage it. Yeah. I mean, and I don't I, hate that idea. I don't think that um that storyline I don't think the storyline is gonna happen only because there's nobody that's gonna take the mantle of the fiend up and have it the same way that Bray Wyatt did. He plays that character so well. It is very Michael Myers. No, I'm saying he plays both. So so when you're talking about he's gonna dual gimmick. Kind of like Mick Foley with mankind and dude love. Dude love. Yeah. You go that route with Bray Wyatt and let him be the eater of the worlds and the fiend. If you ever get into a situation where it's Bray Wyatt and the fiend. Yeah, you double you, you I mean, obviously double the fiend. Yeah, and you never need to do that. Like no. you have not not after the here. original arc between them. You don't. You never have to worry about them right. facing each other. Right. Fuck, the draft is going to be coming up. Put them on separate shows. Yeah, yeah. That Ray White really is fucking odd. talented as a wrestler. He needs to be utilized. I mean, in my opinion, I don't know the numbers, but I think under either gimmick, he was one of the top merch sellers. So he was, yeah, he took yeah, over my, one spot yeah, for a long one. time. Yeah, he held that down. I mean, it was it wasn't even close between him and number two. Um, but then, if you look at the trending numbers after WrestleMania was over, he hasn't done anything. I mean, it's it's quite a um, significant decline in the support for the fiend across the board not only from uh the talent inside the locker room but also the fans that were watching at home waiting for the ending that should have happened well yeah yeah, and i mean they left it uh very ambiguous whether he's even a character going forward after after wrestlemania and monday night raw so i mean who knows like he's get brace is going to come back as a southern baptist preacher (laughs) <laughs> after that promo he cut that's the only route i'd like to see him run with that and then him and Big E do like the, yeah the shouting cool. creature gimmick at each other oh hell yeah so so to move away from the fiend yeah because we I'm, can we can done. rant about yeah. this for the rest of the yeah night. we all again we all mix we all miss the term tag team match or the women's tag team match the next night because neither of us had who was in there yeah I'm not even going to bother talking about that match because you had one competent wrestler out of the four. Um, And this is kind of where Matt's luck started turning because he picked Sami Zayn over Kevin Owens. Yeah. Bad idea, brother. (laughs) Thanks. I will say, (laughs) I will say, I mean, it was a fucking hell of a match. It was outside really of Michael good. Cole's commentary. It Which was a awful. hell of a match. It what was happened the... to Michael Cole? Uh, what hasn't happened? I don't know what Cole. hasn't happened. He's always sucked. I I always thought he was better than average, but never stellar. And he really he, dropped the ball during WrestleMania. He, he should have never be the lead on commentary. Correct. He's like a yeah. good support. I guess you'd call him the color guy. Like he's not yeah, the color commentary guy. He yeah. doesn't know that he's never known the name of moves. I don't know how you've been in this business this long 
and you don't learn what a dragon suplex is or a tiger yeah. driver is, but he has no fucking idea. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't know what to say other than he's a professional color guy and should have. Yeah. He he botched the best match of Mania, in my opinion, yeah. which was the Bianca Belair. Um, oh, one hundred percent, Sasha Banks. Yeah, match. yeah. They which even the made best, fun of him in night two about botching about it. botching it, and they made fun of him on Raw for botching it. Yeah, so he's that, not going to yeah. that. So that was the best match of WrestleMania, and the best men's match in my opinion could, of WrestleMania you really was tell the chemistry that they have. Like you could tell. Yeah. That they yeah. came up through the ranks together. They both were in tears before the bell rang. And yeah, that was huge. Like you could just tell how much passion was in that for them. They were two minority women, minority race and women in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. And they put on a stellar, uh, a match to beat every men's match on night one. Hands down. Hands down. And- and I think it actually rivaled that triple threat in uh, night two. It did. It I mean, did. Th- those two, those two main events were neck and neck for me, man. They great, the on- great main events. The only match I put close, like in a very close second to that, is the Sami Zayn yeah. Owens match and the Sheamus. Or no, not the Sheamus Riddle. Sorry, the Cesaro um, Seth Seth Rollins match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were those were very close to uh, the top match of Mania. But the, the the lady Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair fucking stole destroyed. that night, man. Stole. Yeah. Oh yeah. So then Sheamus beat Matt Riddell. <laughs> That's right, that French bitch. <laughs> we uh we all picked Apollo Cruz over Biggie Biggie for that. Yeah. Which is uh, which after watching the fiend go the way that he did, I almost thought that there was no way that Biggie loses. Yeah, I thought yeah, for sure. I, I like, thought that oh, too. I'm so wrong. Like, okay. I can't yeah, lie. Well, yeah, I thought that too. Especially to be because I didn't know at first the Tampa connection. Yeah, yeah. Right. Once yeah. that started being like a big story, I was like, oh, fuck. And I will say the Seamus Riddell match was, uh, it was clunky in the beginning, but it finished great. I mean, the finish was, was really good. So is it going to be like forever that we're going to say Riddell and hope that I split my eyes open that's his like, new name you didn't you no, didn't hear new name. i got the job at creative and i already changed his name you turned Riddell. him yeah you turned him from a stoner from scranton pa into a uh a, a stoner from paris france real quick a snail eater from yeah. paris france yeah, at best well. at, at best he's from quebec <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then we all had the Rhea over Asuka because that just made too much sense. Yeah, yeah. Where we all were wrong again was like we started with the Reigns match where he beasted Edge on top of Daniel yeah, Bryan yeah. and pinned them both. Yeah. Um, yeah, and after seeing it, I was like, Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Why didn't I pick Roman Reigns? Yeah, like, I just no, like such a I, I agree. It just it the way they booked him. It makes sense. I like they keep trying to push. I just I was looking at it when I made my pick for. I know Edge wants to give to the younger up and comers. You get him the title. You let him carry that for a couple months and get into something with somebody. 
Yeah. Like a call-up, like an Adam Cole. And then he, you have Roman Reigns win it back at, like, the Rumble. So, like, build, build significant pay-per-views off of Correct. that storyline. Okay. You know, might have been smart. But. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think right now, too, when you build up Roman Reigns so greatly and you really haven't developed anybody else out, I think I saw, like, the rumor is that Cesaro is going to challenge now, which I don't think is a smart idea, but he's going to come out now and try to yeah, challenge Roman for the title. Dominated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, the, you're going to bury, you're going to bury Cesaro right after giving him right to push. Yeah. The momentum. Yeah. And right. it's, just he needs stupid. something else there. Like yeah. Cesaro needs, like he defeated Seth Rollins, which is a, which was a great match. Uh, and I think it really yeah. propelled Cesaro in the right direction, but he needs something else. There has to be another match in between. Uh, so, where's Jay, where's Jay Uso? He won that what, Andre, the giant, that you know why can't Cesaro uh, dismantle Jey Uso? Oh uh, well, yeah, no, take. no, that's a, that's a good that's a good match. I thought you were gonna say why isn't Jey Uso challenging for the championship? I was like, oh, they never pushed. Which I would him. love to see Andre, but that I mean he he just did, and it was a great storyline before he yeah aligned I, with them. Like it was it was cool. I think what they're gonna do, or what I would do, is you kind of let the whole head of the table, the head of the family thing continue to play a little bit but you don't use roman as much because the other thing that i'm thinking is biggie lost but i yeah. think he lost up yes i think they yeah. took the title off of him yeah because he lost push him he up. lost dirty so yeah he yeah. lost up you're, you're so very, yeah you're very correct now you move cesaro into a cesaro big e Fighting over the chance, number one contender. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. There's, there's I just want Those are two big, meaty, strong men that I think could have a really good technical. And you know, Cesaro around. is technical and like strong enough to hit the yeah. big moves on Big E that you don't see somebody smaller than Big E hitting normally. So is anybody else subscribing to the same issue that I have that there was Nigerian drum match? With several drums around the ring, and nobody used a fucking drum. Oh, that's not the problem I have. Do you want to know my problem, which is way, maybe yes. even worse, maybe even a bigger oversight? It was a Nigerian drum match, and they had all the green bongas around the ring. Yeah. But they also had a gong. Where in Nigeria do you find a gong? Here's my Isn't issue. that from Asia? Well, yeah, here's my issue with that. Japan? Yeah. It's Nigeria, Japan. Yeah, I the, the gong Nigeria. The gong took me out of the match immediately. <laughs> I might be, I might be holding on a little too strict to the word gong, but wasn't that just a big old symbol and not te- technically a gong? No, it was a gong. It was no, hanging it was a gong, from buddy. the stand. Yeah, okay. there's, there's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no mistake okay. in that. Because yeah, yeah. it looked like it was. Because for me, the gong is the big, heavy, fucking steel, thick. That's like, what it was. That That's was what it was. Symbol. No, it was hanging in the background on the stand. It was on the it, stand, it was but it was just a big old symbol. A symbol hangs on a stand well, vertically. And the this other was thing hanging man, from two pieces yeah. of rope that you would hit like this. No, I that's a gong. Okay. I mean, it was probably a cheap ass gong. Well, okay. Yeah, but it was yeah. set up like a gong. But it, and it also had the edging on the outside of it because a gong traditionally has a weighted edge that doesn't yeah. let it reverberate too long, and it had that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally gong. They they, okay, gong, it, they gonged it. In the moment, all I saw was just a fucking 
giant symbol that was hanging vertically. I immediately, I'm like, I immediately saw a gong and immediately said, Vince, you're a bigot. Like, you're done. <laughs> so they have gongs in Nigeria, right? Put yeah. it in. <laughs> all right, it's in percussion. It's all the same. Nigerian percussion match. Get out there. Ah, this is good shit. Don't yeah. have don't have drums from another continent. Like yeah, entirely. You, you specified a country and you went to a different continent. Way to go, Vince. And then another one. Again. I'm not even going to say what I want to say about you again. You got it. Just rewind a little bit. You'll hear it again. Yeah. And then to to go to the surface that I was at, they didn't use any of the drums. Nobody used a drum. No, there was no. There was no I think I think there was one hit on a drum. There was Maybe no one. drum. Maybe there Maybe were no one. drums. I don't know. I don't was, know. There was a single hit. I promise. How you. could you not crack one of those drums and have? No, I actually, agree. Hold on. But, to go back to the to go back to the the continent of Asia. As soon as the match started, they both pulled out the the freaking kendo sticks. sticks. Also from Asia. Get out of my... F- oh, God. You know what, Vince? If you write WrestleMania next year, I, I'm i not watching. I'm not. I'm not watching. Well, luckily, next year, you'll only have to skip one night. I yes. hope so. It'll be I, one night, thank goodness. The, the plans are to go back to one oh, night. You, yeah, before you said that, be I completely forgot about the kendo sticks right from the beginning. Because... You could have brought out drum mallets. Same, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm burnt out. You know what? Everybody, everybody listening right now, I'll, I'll let you know what, what you need to do. You need to watch NXT Stand and Deliver both nights. Incredible. And then yeah. watch the follow-up NXT from this week. It was incredible. It was it was awe-inspiring. It was it, it's the only thing that gives me faith in anything under the WWE umbrella. Um yeah. and that that's my piece. I won't interrupt anymore. But yeah, uh, uh, Triple H knows what he's doing. William Regal knows what he's doing. Vince McMahon can go. I'm fired up now. Okay. So yeah, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So with all that said, yeah, we ended at ten. Matt, you ended at nine. Be prepared. What happens if you can't find Cold Snap? I'll find something of equal or lesser value. I, I don't know if there's anything that's worse. Cold Snap to me is one of the worst beers. And that's odd coming from a commercial brand that usually puts out like some okay beers. So was, yeah, I would, I, I would say Sam Adams is usually semi-decent, but that beer yeah. is. Whew, you know, I mean, somebody, drink, somebody drinks it. They make it every year. I hate Boston Lager. You can, oh man, if you can't find yeah. Yeah, Cold I believe Snap. You. <laughs> you know who's you, you know whose recommendations I'm not taking into consideration? Yours. No. Uh, if well. I can't if I can't find Cold Snap, I'll talk to Joshy here and we'll find something else. We got you. Speaking of we'll gotcha. Take, we'll take care of you. Speaking of gotcha, in my patented news corner, I bring you another edition of Vince McMahon murders his roster. <laughs> Because the WWE I don't have any venting left. The WWE has released several talents from their roster, quoting budget cuts, and under a new, uh, new new news cut that I got to read earlier today, they're saying that uh, all these wrestlers had like the rumor come around to them where they were told like, 
hey, someone might be getting cut. And they started getting a little worried and asking, like, hey, is it us? And they said, no, but just remember that this isn't a family. This is a company. Uh, well, the company spoke and the casualties are plentiful. Uh, some of them a bit bigger in name than others. Uh, some of them were kind of expected because after WrestleMania, they always cut some talent. I mean, it's yeah. not unheard of. Oh, yeah. Um, they I did would it start last with... year around pandemic. Like, yeah. And it yeah. was it, much bigger last year. Super big. And it included like in-ring talent, writers, oh, ring yeah. crew. Like everyone was getting completely roasted. Yeah. Um, so to start with some names that like, yeah, you're kind of expecting this. So um, Bo Dallas was cut. I mean, they haven't used Bo Dallas in yeah. two years. He yeah, wasn't I mean, going to be involved in anything. I don't like to see anybody lose their livelihood, but that was not a shocker. Not at all. Not at all. Not at and all. He, was, he was already like really big into the real estate industry. Yeah. Where, wherever he's living. Him and Liv Morgan. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Not everything's a loss for Bo. Right. Exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Speaking of less than losses, too, uh, Wesley Blake was also cut. The last time we saw him on a screen under the WWE banner, he was one of King Corbin's henchmen. So it, I'll say this. If you're working for King Corbin, you should have known the writing was on the wall because you were going to get cut. Yeah, that's true. I mean, him and his partner, I can't remember, which isn't good for any argument, um, who got cut back earlier this spring, both got taken off TV for a while because of Jackson Riker's uh, yeah. comments during the election too oh shit yeah this whole time i yeah. was like who the hell? you guys are talking like you know who wesley blake is who the hell is this yeah he know. so him now it makes yeah now him, it makes sense okay him riker the young sons. veterans yeah the forgotten yeah, the sons, forgotten sons. That's so cool. the two other guys also got pulled off tv and then riker got pulled back on even though he was yeah. the one that got yeah. pulled off um i mean he does look like a vince guy more than the other two so that certainly the does why he's still uh, and this is where it starts to get into some more surprising territory. Um, and I'll start with Callisto, Callisto, however you want to say that. Um, I'll go with Callisto. Dude's a legitimate luchador. Guy has a lot of talent. Uh, and he was in the popular trio, the Lucha House Party. Those guys put on some pretty uh, spectacular shows. And he was actually in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, where he had a strong showing. He didn't last two seconds. I mean, he was really in there throwing some spots. Um, you, He fits the indie scene. I think you could see him popping up yeah. somewhere pretty or, quickly. Or, or just going back to AAA, maybe. Like, going, yeah. going back going back to Mexico and just... Triple A needs help. As he would say, he, he'll go back there and do his lucha thing. He likes to do Yeah, lucha exactly. Uh, I, I, I will always remember Kalisto for he was in a, that Money in the Bank match, and I don't remember who he hit the move on, but he did his like sliced bread finisher off the top of a ladder through oh, another yeah. ladder. It was one of the most incredible ladder match spots. I've sick, ever seen. Yeah. yeah. He was he was a sick performer. Speaking of sick performers, you guys might disagree with me on this one, but uh, Tucker from Heavy Machinery <laughs> was cut, uh, and I say and I say sick only because. This dude had one of the best uh, heel turns because he did it smack dab in the middle of one of the cutest storylines I think yeah. WWE has ever put on between o- Otis and uh, Mandy Rose. So, uh, uh, and, and caused... where'd that heel turn take him? Nowhere. To main, a- to main, a- nowhere. 
not to the main event, but to main event the internet TV show put yeah. on by WWE. Absolutely. And then to the unemployment line. Um, he is he he's got he went nowhere, he got no push. And that's yeah. also to say too, Otis got no push either. I was gonna no, say, no. where'd Otis yeah. go? Yeah, like, nowhere. I mean, he got um, a push for like two more weeks and then also back to the bottom of the barrel. Exactly. But, but Tucker I mean, and that was such a good tag team. It's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tucker, much like Kalisto, was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I mean, it's it's almost like it's a death sentence now. You get put into that event that and sense. it's like, hey, you're on the chopping block now. I mean, you're you're sitting here talking about an event that wasn't even that popular on the WrestleMania side to the point that they had to move it to SmackDown. Right. That's not surprising that that's what happened. Yeah, they couldn't even pre-show it. Yeah. Yeah. They they couldn't even put it on the pre-show for the they couldn't even air it during the rain delay. Yeah. Which I like, which I like the I like watching that match. I mean, it's all yeah. jobbers, but I like watching the It's good. Just, it's when you get to see jobbers do the things they're not allowed to do when they're scripted into squash matches. Right. It's kind of nice to see what they can actually pull off. Uh, speaking not, not of that, only that, but before we go past Tucker, I did see his yeah. response to it today. It was where sick. he was sm- he was smoking a stogie on the golf course, saying just making lemonade. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. He looked like a total boss. Yeah, he he looks great, man. Uh, speaking of looking great, but leaving too soon, Chelsea Green was released from her contract as well. Um, they cited several injuries and her lack of development as the reason for her cut. Um, I don't think that they gave her the opportunity to really come back from whatever happened to her wrist. Yeah, she she came, she was in NXT for one match. Um, I mean, a, a decent match. Broke her wrist, though. Yeah. Uh, was out for months. They bumped her up to SmackDown. She had one match and she broke her wrist again. And- yep. Now she gone, which is, a, they, is which is a shame. I mean, uh, I remember like glimpses of her in Impact, and yes, she was she had a good character. Like her in ring yeah. was good, good and good enough. Like I'm guessing the work she did in NXT would have made her incredible, um, but her character work was unbeatable. She's already tied back to Impact. Good, yeah. Good. She flourished there. Um, possibly joining her is the illustrious Mickey James. She was also cut. Um, she did appear on TV during WrestleMania week, and she was on for NXT commentary. Uh, Mickey James has a storied career with the WWE, uh, especially most notably her feud with Trish Stratus that involved some very provocative uh, gestures that are replayed by basement dwellers on a pretty consistent basis on YouTube. So great. Uh, yeah. Great matches. Um, she, she got cut way too, way too soon. Um, she had more to give. I think she had one more title run in her and she, she was in the gray shape of her later part of her career. Yeah, and I, I think she she had an injury somewhere in there that took her off TV, and then they just yeah. never – I mean, she was healthy now, mm-hmm. but they just let her go. Speaking of healthy ones that have been released, despite the fact that they were superstars, I put them together, uh, Ms. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, formerly known as the Iconics, Iconics. broken up for no reason. Billy Kay gets no push. 
Peyton Royce gets a push into a storyline where Ric Flair impregnates Lacey Evans and, of course, gets abandoned. Uh, but for some reason, Billy Kay gets to be on WrestleMania and gets a roll-up pin uh, to only be fed then to the unemployment line. Yeah. Um, yeah, one not, of the best bad. modern women tag teams in WWE gets split up for no reason, and now we have them cut. Yeah, um, it's it's a shame. Uh, I do have an idea for them if uh, Tony Khan's listening. Uh, you bring them into AEW and make a stable with Britt Baker and call them all the role models. It's It, it just writes itself. Yeah, man. Iconics to role models and annoy I mean, it, be, be your annoying heel comedic selves and yeah, I'll be honest. We talked about this. I'm I'm not fussed about losing Billy Kay. I'm not as I much just, fussed about Billy Kay as but Peyton Royce was a talent. Though. Correct. I I just could not stand Billy Kay, and it wasn't necessarily because she was playing the heel persona so well. It was more just I just don't care for you. Period. And and Peyton Royce's push suffered because of a lesser performer not being able to perform anymore. I, like it I doesn't called, make any, it doesn't make any sense you couldn't find something else for her. I called Billy Kay the women's version of Matt Hardy walking around with a stick up his ass. I I just I think she's too stiff. I don't think it's gonna work. That roll up on WrestleMania looked pretty sweet though, Joshy. Pretty snug. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that, match, that match was a slob show. Yeah. This all oh. leads up to the biggest hole in the roster. The uh, the man that could carry an entire organization on his back, Mr. Samoa Joe, um, the all-around utility guy. He is the biggest release of this group, clearly. The dude did it all. Uh, he was a fantastic wrestler, great on commentary. He was a company man. He did everything you asked him to do. He gave commentary in a fucking hurricane for WrestleMania. And his, his reward is to, again, get served with a pink slip. But he and CM Punk are already trading punches online via Twitter. And it yes, gets yeah. me excited. Let's go all in, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if you've only seen Samoa Joe on WWE TV, it's a disservice to what he can do. Um, he was incredible in NXT. You go back a few years, he was incredible in Impact. His matches against Kurt Angle or classics and then you go further back and his matches against cm punk and ring of honor were some of the best wrestling matches i've ever seen just uh incredible and uh vince he got under vince's thumb uh he got hurt and bye bye even 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 after he does a wonderful job on commentary he was one of my favorite commentators and yes uh, he's still not so it's a shame so so quick quick little pop quiz for you guys uh, despite the fact that Samoa Joe was pushed heavily in NXT, Impact, and Ring of Honor, uh, he had one push in the WWE and held one title. What was it? The U.S. The title. US title. The U.S. title. Yeah. Uh, a, a significant talent is given a mid-card title that isn't even thought about. Yep. It was so- a stepping stone for Bobby Lashley, but it was an anchor for Samoa Joe. Yeah, and uh, and to get real nerdy about it, this ruins one of my dream matches I've always wanted to see, which oh, yeah. is Samoa Joe versus the Samoan name Joe, Roman Reigns, for the Ooh, yeah. for, wow, for the heavyweight title. They had Samoa Joe versus Samoa Joe under the thumb for all these years. 
and they never used it. <laughs> never pulled the trigger. Man, it again, if if you know, if you're listening out there, WWE, we are available for creative writing gigs, and we work for way less than you pay those other guys because we know you're gonna screw up our scripts anyway. So we'll write what we like and then you'll just change it anyway. So I don't know. You could pay us a third of whatever you pay your team. I don't care anymore. Just hire us and then don't bother us. Let us make your uh, program better. Welcome back. Hopefully those ads didn't put you to sleep, but if they did, we're going to wake you up with some information about the top side hustles in America. Just to let you know the nine to five that we lead on in our lives sucks the life out of us. But indeed.com is letting us know that in 2021, there are options. So, I want to bring it to you guys. I have the top ones here for us to review, and some of them are kind of surprising. And I will say that only I think one of them actually requires a uh, collegiate diploma. So let's really think this out, guys. We could probably do some of these uh, and get away from the jobs that are trying to kill us every day. What do you guys think? No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go through the list and give them a try. Like, well, I, we I, I know which one uh... – takes the degree so no thank you <laughs> so uh leading at number one and mind you too completely up there it's indeed.com thank you indeed uh the number one uh side hustle that they listed was a, a bereavement coordinator coming in at forty seven thousand dollars a year of part-time work you will be helping families of the terminally ill or recently deceased loved ones coordinate through the funeral services and also disbursement of money and household and estate. Um, so do you guys think that you could take on such a role? Um, not at all. Absolutely not. I, I get teary eyed when I watch like the veterans returning home from <laughs> duty on YouTube. So like, <laughs> Talking to people about their past loved ones, I'd, I'd be in probably worse shape than they are. So I'm not, I'm not somebody to come to for uh, bereavement coordination. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big softy when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's just not my cup of tea. I, I'm not, I'm not completely comfortable in that situation, and it will show. So it's not going to help the families. I kind of feel like it would start off for me being the same way. I'd be very emotional starting off, but then I think after uh, a while and you know, like it's like any other job, you come in with all this energy, like I'm going to change something. And then before you know it, you're just like cold and dead inside. And you're just like, yeah, all right. Oh, so like, like the corpse you're trying to help them. with. Yeah, exactly. Like they're dead. You need money and they had money. So where do I take the money? Okay. So let me help you with your will. I'll help wow. you disperse this and it. Okay. Hey, listen, funerals are expensive. They didn't have health care or any kind of life insurance. Do you have money? Nope. Burn them. <laughs> I, I feel what, like, I feel like that attitude is what most people in that field have. I mean, yeah, I can't see people being like, yeah, I can't see anybody being like super caring after a while. I mean, any job sucks the soul out of you. Uh, but I think having to deal with, crying families on a consistent basis for $47,000 a year on an annual average. I don't know if I could do that. Crush my soul. It would crush yeah. me. Well, uh, to pick your soul back up, the next job here is a color expert coming in at $23 an hour. You will use uh, color psychology, trends, stats, and theory to suggest the appropriate color for homes, businesses, brand logos, and anything else that involves a color palette. 
Uh, I'd give that a shot. I mean, I hope they like black because that's my favorite color. <laughs> uh, it's all I wear and it's all I care about. But yeah, if you like like black, red, and white, I uh, I'm the man for you. But I yeah, I don't know about doing the analysis on what color makes you feel what way. But um, I'm not completely against that one. So it doesn't make sense for me to make that move because I don't know Dick about like color theory. Okay. And for twenty three dollars an hour, you're you're in the ballpark of me now. I do like that it's per hour though, so it seems like you could do it on a part time basis. Like the other yeah. one was a salary per year. So like this one, yeah, like okay, nights and weekends. Uh, let me let me feng shui your place. You know, with let, let me let me reiterate this though too, guys. You like blood are, splatter? I like blood splatter. These are all part time jobs. Everything okay. I'm listing here is a part-time job. So even though it's $23 an hour, this is a part-time hustle. Uh, so okay. No, no, I figured – I just got thrown off by the bereavement coordinator being a, a per-year <laughs> yeah. uh, per amount. But I, even part-time, I couldn't do that. I, I will I will cry at Nana's funeral harder than probably the grandchildren. <laughs> so, yeah, let's – I can't do that. We got Nintendo Switches. Nana's dead. Yay. <laughs> And I'm just crying. She was a good woman. Look at how strong she was. He's here like beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. They're like playing whatever the hell, like oh. Stardew Valley or something on their Nintendo Switches. Like, blah, 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 blah. If, if, if me, if Meemaw or Pop Pop was a veteran, I'm a sucker. I, I would be, uh, I'd be tears all over the place. <laughs> so, so Josh, you're also out on color expert. Not your Correct. thing. Not going to happen. No, okay. Not happen. I'm in. I'm, I, I'd give it a, I'd give it the old college try. I'm going to be out on this one only because uh, Adam and I kind of have the same idea here. I don't know how to get out of monochromatic uh, color palettes uh, and blood splatter to me is the only touch up that I can think of to go with uh, black, gray or white. So uh, unless you want Patrick Bateman's lifestyle in your house at all times, you do not want to hire me. But if you do want that shit, I'll come in at $23 an hour and throw some red paint all around if you'd like it. So the next one here, super interesting to me, because I think we could all have fun with this, especially if people have senses of humor. Uh, the online dating ghostwriter coming in at $24 an hour. This is exactly what you think it is. Smart people write your dating profile for you that they can easily figure out that you're a TikTok by reading your bio. Uh, <laughs> this is something that uh, I, I read that a lot of like English majors in undergrad and a lot of actual like professors and stuff do on the side because there are some people out there with online dating profiles that need a lot of touch up so this is a pretty cool side hustle if you don't know how to write so uh yeah i'm all in on this i i actually did this for a co-worker of mine a few years ago did it work uh, out online, yeah yeah his online dating profile was horrendous and me and <laughs> third co-worker of mine rewrote his whole profile changed the pictures out for him with real pictures of him just better um and, and he ended up meeting a gal that he uh, married so uh, i think i could do this uh, Josh? i i wouldn't have a hundred percent success rate let me follow <laughs> nobody I, I think i could help a few people out <laughs> so i'm also out on this because i didn't like doing it for myself Oh, I hated doing it for myself. I'm not going to be any better doing it for Joe Schmo. 
it, it plain and simple. It did. It did hope that this coworker. Um, yeah, I'm not going to name names. If I, was, it did help that this coworker of mine was a uh, was a close friend, so I could see like fair. I knew his. Yes, you knew him better. Yeah, yeah. You could talk about him better than he but could talk it, about himself. It is it is really hard to talk about yourself. On Back in sense. the day, I would probably hire somebody that did it, but definitely don't want to do it myself. So I I think that I could do it. Uh, I did do it. I successfully did it. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we are married now uh, since 2013. I would and, hope since you called her your wife. Yeah. Uh, th- context clues. Thanks, Josh. So kind of we, we met on uh, Match.com, and I used my, <laughs> my epic writing skills to, uh, to, to link her up. So she hasn't left me yet, and I think it's because she hasn't heard a single episode of this podcast. But... Um, I did a good job there. I never wrote for anybody else, but I think that if I did it like, uh, what was that movie with Will Smith in it? Uh, Hitch. Hitch. Hitch, man. Yeah. That's so if I like I hitched it. it up a little bit and hung out with you a little bit and kind of knew who you were, I could probably write you a decent profile. Yeah. I mean, if you have a couple beers with anybody, uh, you you can kind of figure out the, the pros and cons and avoid the cons and accentuate the pros. I, th- I think I could do this. Uh, and and to echo what Josh said, I mean, way easier than writing one for myself. I am not yeah. good about identifying my pros at all. I, I will, also I will give you a enough. list of cons. Uh, uh, <laughs> super quick. Yeah, yeah. I would say that I wrote mine and deleted it probably a dozen times. The like, guys I was writing it for myself, I was like, because I feel like an asshole trying to talk about the things that I'm okay at or I think that are positive about me. It, and it's not much. Let me tell you that off the rip. But to go back and look at it, be like, am I actually good at this? Probably not. I shouldn't yeah. lie to people. Delete, I mean, delete, not, delete, delete, delete. Not saying that my own wasn't great, but uh, uh, Lori, if you're if you're listening, earmuffs. I, I mean, I had success with mine, but it just wasn't great success, and it was really hard to write. But I just i I wouldn't care enough to really be passionate about it. I would for twenty four dollars an hour. I would. Nah, I would. That's beer money, baby. Yeah, I would say if if you, I think it's a perfect job for someone who's going through English, English like understudy or whatever it is, you know, because yeah. you're already oh, yeah. writing a ton. So why not take 15 minutes and write someone's narrative for them? Yeah, you only have like 500 characters anyway, so it's a quick job. Yeah, it's super quick. So, but speaking of uh, a higher threshold for excellency. Uh, number four comes in. Uh, it's called a master marijuana extractor, uh, a part-time job that pays eighty-four thousand dollars a year on annual average. Uh, it you process marijuana to produce edibles, oils, and concentrates. However, you do need a degree in botany and agriculture, but the money is right at the very beginning. You are paid bank off the rip because this is a very uh, tedious process. And now with the marijuana business in America booming under some of the states legalizing it, these jobs are in high demand. So I'm all on board for this, 100%. And it's it's more because I believe in the legalization of it. Okay. So I would want to get in there on the ground floor and support it kind of deal. I mean, needing to have the degree, that sucks because... 
I don't think I can. I, I don't think I'm going for that. It's that. not interesting. Botany and agriculture. It's like but, it's fancy farming. Oh yeah, it's fancy. <laughs> but the <laughs> the process itself would interest me enough to to be all in on it. So uh, yeah, I have uh, I have no knowledge or um, skill with this being a federal employee. I uh, have no experience. But if Josh said no, I would ground and pound him until he said yes, because I think yeah. he would be really good at this. Like, he's, so uh, I'm glad he said yes, so I don't have to coax him at all. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think Josh, I think you get the degree, no problem, um, because it's something you're passionate about. That helps. And uh, also that you're passionate about it would help you be good at the job. So yeah, I give it. I give this one over to Josh for sure. I can't agree anymore. I think Josh out of the three of us would be a phenomenal Breaking Bad marijuana maker. Uh, yeah. He, you just kind of, I, you have, you have the unmitigated freedom, Josh. Do you not see the potential here? Seize the opportunity by the balls, my friend. Take but- over the marijuana industry. Be, be the scar face of the pot kingdom. <laughs> How'd you get this scar? <laughs> Drinking cream ales. <laughs> so coming at number five, we have something that interests me a ton. Uh, it's a voiceover artist coming in at $63 an hour. This is literally acting, but on a completely different level. Uh, most voice actors, uh, and I point to like Bill Hader. Uh, he's yeah. like a number one voiceover actor. He actually takes acting classes to be better at voiceover acting. It doesn't take a degree, but it does take some talent. But as you can see, especially with uh, like Disney Plus is on the rise and the resurgence of Pixar, uh, voiceover acting is becoming a, uh, a commodity. So at $63 an hour, you can go do like a half a day of hustle and come out with our regular paychecks pretty simply. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very easily. Um uh for myself i i can't take this uh i used to be able to do a mean meat wad back in college but uh years of smoking cigars and drinking beer have ruined that from at least that voice for me and i don't think i have many other voices um out of the three of us i would say matt this is your your fucking lane brother i'm also buying into this one just because it interests me I can't really do voices, but to do voiceover acting, you don't necessarily have to. Yeah, I mean, you can be putting yeah. your voice to that's, a character. That's true. Your natural voice might be good enough. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's true. So I know and, too. Like Audible will uh, actually hire people. It's not sixty-three dollars an hour, but like Audible and Spotify will actually hire people on uh, to read books and put them on track and i think it's only like it pays like 20 dollars an hour which you know there have been times where i was like i thought about it i like to read a lot and i think i have a voice if i slow down with what i'm saying and i don't drink while i'm saying it i could possibly get you through moby dick if i get if i oh you'll get a moby dick if i go back (laughs) to school and learn how to read maybe i can do that yeah I mean, oh, and you Matt have to read it at least a fifth grade level. And Matt's all good unless somebody it. unless somebody in the character scheme has the last name Riddle. He's then he's done. Yeah, yeah. When Batman took on the Riddler, I I would have <laughs> some serious issues because uh, that French bastard leaves question marks all over the place. <laughs> oh, great pull! 
thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a good one. Good one. Uh, last but not least, uh, a podcaster. You literally make no money, but apparently you get to uh, have fun with your friends, drink forties, make ridiculous jokes. Uh, you need to have a computer and know how to hook a microphone into it. And we are literally doing it right now. Um, we're having a blast with it. And if you do it the right way and you get the right kind of people behind you, you can make money. But right now, we don't have that. We're just doing it for funsies. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's the most rewarding thing I've done since brewing beer. So uh, I'm totally on board with that. I don't care if I ever make money. For this one, I I gotta I gotta be out again. <laughs> I, oh. I've had a secret I've been trying to tell you guys. Josh, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is how you let us know that you're out. <laughs> God. He just he just he'll turn like Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, brother. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously I'm in. I mean, yes, I have a blast. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really just us recording our conversations we would have on a typical uh, tipsy Friday night, if not drunken yeah. Friday night. So, yeah, I'm down. I mean, if, even if we make chump change out of it, I'm I'm in. Cool. Yeah, and we'll keep doing it as long as some people listen to it and hopefully more people listen to it. And eventually we can maybe use the money to do some fun things for the people who do listen to it. So again, if you are listening to us, we are on all major platforms. You need to uh, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell everybody about us, um, tell your ex, tell their friends, force them to listen to us. We are entertaining. They just don't know it yet. So speaking of all the people that we uh, we talked to and the people that get back to us, I reached out there again, like I always do. And I asked people to get back to us with some information here. And you guys, I have an, an email where someone's seeking advice from us. And the best way I can put it, it's a revenge email. And let me just read it to you guys and we can try to figure this out. So what's up, boys? I figured you would be the degenerates I needed to speak to in order to set this shit straight, literally and figuratively. I live in a split apartment with my unit above my neighbor. My neighbor has an awesome dog, like really awesome. Like my neighbor is too much of a douchebag to love this dog like the, like it needs to be loved. However, the dog takes massive shits outside the shared entry door to the apartments. The problem, you ask? This guy never cleans them up and it just continues to stack up until the dog starts pooing on the sidewalk. I've already tried talking to him. Now I just want to make him pay for it. Do you have any suggestions? And before you talk about it, no, I refuse to move. Yeah. Who says pooing? I say this, pooing. Pers- this person says pooing. I say pooing. I do not use pooing as I take, a common, common term in I my take, life. I take big poopies. Um, yeah. I mean, you got the age-old prank set up here. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You put it in a brown paper bag and light that son of a bitch on fire at his doorstep. I'll so, t- I'll take it multiple steps. I'll take it multiple steps further. You call uh animal control, say he's abusing that dog. Um let them repossess it into a shelter and then you adopt it. Oh yeah. It. Base. that's the ultimate revenge 
That's how I would do it. Especially if you already like the dog. Like I was really yeah. hoping that you were taking it somewhere better because I was like, you don't want to just take the dog. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know if that's better. No, then you adopt the dog. Okay. And you, and you, and you pick up his poop. Yeah. So he has somewhere else to poop. I would say my, my suggestion is twofold. One, how comfortable are you with touching dog poop? If it's really comfortable, then step two is going to be way easier for you. All you do <laughs> is you take the poop in your hand and you mush it into the vents of the guy's car and push oh, it down as hard as you possibly can because once he turns his car on uh at least some of it will get sucked into the cool air intake of his vehicle so he turns on whatever he wants hot cold kind of hot not so hot little cold whatever it's gonna smell like dog crap and that dog's poo is going to permeate through that entire car and the best thing is if you do it the right way and you rub it in good enough He'll never know why it's happening until he takes it to a garage. And then that's when the ultimate revenge comes in. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but auto mechanics are the biggest assholes on the planet. And they like to make fun of you for the things that you've done to your car. And to watch an auto mechanic come out who's way smarter than you to say, uh, there's dog shit in your car. And you have to pay us $1,000 to make it work better. Revenge is set right there that's thank good, you that's, thank that's you that's a good one that's that's, that's that's a winner winner yeah and, and even if you're not okay t- touching uh for the for articles like dog poop um you can glove it you can you can wear gloves latex yeah. gloves or you can double glove it triple glove it pay the like, kid down the block 20 bucks yeah hey, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah pay the na- yeah pay the neighbor kid to yeah. fucking pick it up and rub it in there um, i would say my my other that's idea. ultimate revenge I mean, I'm just trying to steal the man's dog. You're trying to ruin his life. <laughs> I, I would say my other idea is um, it does take you picking up the poo, but I would say if you just take all the poo and pile it up. like In front of his door? In front of his door, like yeah. just wall? Yes, yeah. So when he opens the door, that just like falls in. Or the, do you guys have shared mailboxes? Like, is it like a thing where... Oh, that would be cool. And you just Although keep launching the mailbox. Those are usually locked, but you could smear it on the outside. Oh yeah, just or in attack, the keyhole, in attack the key his stuff. Oh yeah, what you yeah. do? You wait for the mail person to come because they'll usually open all of them at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait for them to be distracted and just slip it, it in. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if there's anything better than in the air vents of a car, though. No. As far as using, we're, we're arguing far, moot points. At yeah, as far as using the poop as a weapon, like. That's the best way to mobilize it. Yeah. Like you're, you put it in the vents. I mean, yeah, that's that's ingenious. That's evil. I, I was stealing the man's puppy, and that's less evil than what Matt said. Can we can we combine the two things together? Then, like, we'll put crap in his vents, and then we'll steal his dog too, and then we'll just like double whammy him, you know, and then and then. Uh, save some poo and use Josh's trick and then put some of the poo in his mailbox. So we'll trifecta him. After we already have the dog. Yeah. Yes. I love it. We I don't have it. to save the poop at that point. Hey, this was for revenge. That's we've got revenge. the producer of the poop. It's, yeah. It's pure revenge. Absolutely. Or you, uh, I mean the safe side of this, because I'm pretty sure everything we talked about is a felony. Uh, you can, uh... <laughs> hey, I'm not doing Yeah. I think uh, what you need to do is um, do you have a landlord? 
send the poo to the landlord and tell him it's from your neighbor. <laughs> you could you could Jensen carpet send it to a lab to get analyzed first. Yeah, I found this black stuff on my uh, side. What is? I thought you were going to say smeared on your cement toast crunch like a dumb bum. <laughs> or, or you can try to bang it and bring your friend over, and you guys can DP some dog turds. <laughs> Oh, Jensen, you fuck, fuck. Yeah, dickhead. So uh, some other questions came through for us, and these are these are fun. Uh, they're light, and they're fun, and I think we can have a good time with these ones. So, uh, Adam, this one is kind of directed at you because there's a caveat to it. So, hey, boys, what is your dream job? And you cannot say brewer. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can go first. I, I kind of have it ready, but you might um, not accept it because it's bereavement, not- bereavement counselor. It, no, I'm definitely not doing that. Okay, <laughs> Winemaker. <laughs> no, yeah. not that. It is pretty close, but it's a, I'd, I'd be a coffee roaster. Uh, my, mm. my uh, neck. I, I mean, my whole life revolves around my beverages. So uh, after beer comes coffee. So uh, if I couldn't do beer, I would, yeah, I'd be a coffee roaster. I'd make some really uh, fucking crazy ass beans that uh, people would love to drink. And um, yeah, that's my answer. If you accept it, if not, I'll think of something else. That's fine. But yeah, coffee, coffee roaster would be my next uh, passion. That's, that's a dope ass job, man. No lie. Josh, what's up? So mine would probably be, sports broadcasting sports journalism something around that okay i i love to just sit around and bullshit bullshit sports all the time and it's something i've been interested in since i was like 16 cool yeah i could definitely see you uh tearing up skip bayless let's bring him on pti i got him hey i would i would like to say we're getting him really close with this podcast just like there's there's no money perfect fuck you skip but it's free it's free training yeah exactly uh for me dream job i uh what i do now is fun but uh what i like to do i I think i always would have been a decent therapist uh drug and alcohol probably uh or more like um like severe mental health i like that kind of stuff it's intriguing to me it keeps me interested um i think i connect with people at that level even what i do now i i think i connect with people that do that that have those symptoms and everything so uh if that was my main job i wouldn't be upset i just don't know i mean how long is a licensure process for that kind of stuff i mean it's it's pretty ridiculous I, yeah i'm not sure i mean i will say um it's surprising because what you picked isn't like a sexy job no i mean i don't know if a I don't know if a coffee roaster is either, but um, it's not a sexy job, but it is something I think you'd be really, really good at. So appreciate that. It's a, it's an achievable goal if, yeah. if you wanted to go for it. Not now. I'm too deep into my soul sucking <laughs> job as it is. Uh, I they think if I too had... much to leave, I can't leave. <laughs> I think if I had an option and I had to go get a degree, I'd just go be a marijuana extractor because that looks like that, probably, that sounds way better. Yeah, for 84K uh, a year? Fuck yeah. Exactly, yeah, right? Uh, so to uh, to the next question here, boys, what is your favorite beer and wing combo? And you can get as specific as you want to. 
I'm I'm not gonna go very specific at all. Um, I like hot any any sort of spice level. Like if I had to go because I don't want to go like more local, I'll go national with it just so people get an idea. Um, I would probably do something like a mango habanero from Buffalo Wild Wings, even like the traditional hot, naked, not breaded, from Hooters, something like that. But I pair it honestly with like a ying, a yingling, something light and crisp, mm-hmm. some sort of lager. That way you don't get too much like if in an IPA, a lot of times you get either the hot burn or you'll have a fruit behind it. I just want the traditional just cleanse my palate so I can keep smashing wings. So, Fair enough, sir. So, listener, I hope you want it super specific because I'm going to go opposite of Josh and get real specific with it. But I will agree with Josh. If you're going chain-wise, uh, I will go Mango Habanero Buffalo Wild Wings. Phenomenal wing. That's my wing pick. And I'll give the Pittsburgh folks a local because it's all going to go to the same beer. Um, local, it will be Insurrection Aleworks. Uh, either their Aleworks sauce or get one of their weekly special sauces to your liking. I The hotter, the better for me. Um, but the Aleworks sauce is great. Um, and no matter what the wing is, I like to pair it with a lighter IPA. So like uh, something in this between six and seven range. Uh, even if it dips into the fives, that's fine. Um, just not a double IPA multi monster, uh, something nice and hoppy, uh, really balances out that spice. Nice for, for me. Um, and always, always, always get your wings with blue cheese because that's right. Trash. Right. Ranch is trash, baby. Couldn't agree anymore with that. Uh, and it kind of leads into my pick. I am a fan of the traditional Buffalo wing. Uh, there are a couple spots out near me that do it right, but I would say there's a little spot called the bonfire out by me and they make an incredible Buffalo wing. Now, uh, I like the, every time I get them, I am always coming home with a six pack of the founders all day IPA to chase those wings down with. There is something about the, the little bite that the founders gives me that kind of tears away a little bit the spiciness and lets me like josh said just i can i can pound wings especially those two flavor profiles and to play off of adam too it's blue cheese blue cheese or ask uncle joey diaz what happens after that yeah well and i'm not gonna lie that that founders all day is a perfect uh perfect pairing for me with the spicy wedding that's a that's a that's a really good choice on a brew yeah if you're, yeah, if you're going I, national, I mean, I think that thing, I think you can get in almost any state. So, yeah, yeah. I, I have never walked into a place that sells beer and I didn't see a case of a case or a six pack or whatever founders all day. So it's there. They they do those suckers in 15 packs because they yeah. are. Uh, coming in a close second, too, by the way, um, anytime I can get my hands on 21st Amendments, uh, hot, a hell or high watermelon, I'll throw that on, too, if I'm. If I'm eating some spicy wings, and now we differ. My my yeah, second place I would figured. probably my second place would probably be a uh, if we're going national brands, I'd go like Dogfish Sixty Minute or uh, yeah. Bell's Two Hearted. Yeah, Bell's Two Hearted and yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's just a staple beer. Um, so last question here, we have uh, you know, all three of us work in the brew lab. 
and a lot of people have gotten great beers from the brew lab. What is the biggest mistake you guys have made in the brew lab? So I just made mine recently. Okay. Um, Cause I haven't really been around too, too long, but I was turning the gas on to one of the burners and uh, had it go in full bore. And as soon as I lit that thing, fireball to the face, trying to make me look like fucking fiend. Like, (laughs) by God, by God, King, it's Kane. Yeah. Like, you heard the. He's got a family. God damn it. (laughs) Luckily, luckily escaped only losing knuckle hair. But lucky man. I was I was in there for that one, and when he right after he lit it, I was like, "Yeah, man, you can just turn that on halfway to light it." <laughs> Dude, I felt, those I burners have claimed many a man. Yeah. Oh, I have no hair on my hands because of those burners. I get it. It's it it happens, but yeah, it's just the got to be careful. Adam, as the leader of the brew lab, you had to have a couple mishaps here. Yeah, so uh, funny enough, my biggest mistake was on the very first brew we did in the now called Jojitorium Brew Lab. Um, we were making the Jojinator as our inaugural effort, and I didn't know the importance of. Uh, I I didn't know how pumps worked, to be honest. <laughs> So we were we were pumping beer from the boil kettle like it's a completely finished beer other than fermentation. We just needed to pump it into the fermenter and uh, get it out to the people. And uh, I I put a clamp on it, but didn't think that the hose might jump a little bit when we turned the pump on full blast. And I wasn't there to hold it, and it sprayed the ceiling and all four walls of the brew lab uh, consecutively. Uh, made me cuss out everything in the room. Uh, scared my wife. <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> um, uh, but we we saved everything. But that probably uh, we lost probably a uh, fourth, uh, a quarter gallon of uh, wort on the walls and ceiling. Uh, and then we quickly readjusted. But that was a huge uh, misstep. We haven't had anything like that since. Um, other than that, probably, probably not making sure the valves were closed before we're transferring water. But uh, that's why yeah. Matt and Josh are in the brew lab now. So uh, I have that covered. But, yeah, the biggest one was the, especially the cleanup for that one because that, that has honey in it. It was, it was a messy cleanup. It was, yeah. It was rough. Well, it's funny that you say uh, I w- I'm there to help you close valves because one of the biggest mishaps, and it wasn't huge, but it was, it was what I deserved. Uh, we were all standing around talking and I was like, yeah, man, I'm responsible for all the little stuff, like the valves being closed, this and that. And as Adam was transferring over some like boiling hot water, the, uh, the water came straight out of the valve that I didn't close. And, uh, yeah, it's fun to see, uh, about two hours of heating water up, get wasted because you're just like talking shit thinking yeah. you're cocky that you close all the valves and i didn't do that you're talking shit and you had one too many uh brewskis and yeah i and, and that was that was my yeah. bad uh i think the other thing that i did too that i it's still not your fault about, Every, all three of us missed the mark on closing that valve i mean you can it's you are the, you are, the valve, you are the valve expert but all three 
they don't don't take it too hard. I think the other one that was that was funny for me is uh measuring out the water in the uh in the mash cut. So it was like, yeah, man, we need nine gallons. I was like, this thing ain't fill, fucking filling up, man. And it was like near the brim, and there's only two sticks to measure it with. And uh, for people who don't know, uh, Adam wrote which one goes where, and I was just grabbing the wrong one, and I was filling up the uh, the boil. Wait, we needed nine. I think I had like fourteen in there or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the pot holds fifteen gallons, you had like fourteen point yeah. four gallons in that thing before you were like, I think something's wrong, guys. And yeah. uh, I'm not going to save you from that one. That was on you. Yeah, it was that. That happened my first brew day with you guys. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. after he realized, he's like, I don't think this is filling up. I looked and realized that he, I was the one that pointed it out. <laughs> I think you used was- the wrong stick. It was like a Benny Hill cartoon. Like if the if the, if the song in the background goes, uh, I don't know why it's filling up so far. I'm measuring <laughs> it the whole time. <laughs> but easily corrected. Yeah, we lost a little yes. bit of water, but no, 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 we, we just touch of water. So uh, speaking of the brew lab and speaking of what we do here under Adam's supervision, thank God, uh, Adam. Can you tell the people that are listening to us what is on tap? Yeah, we have the uh, Kicking Kitty Porter, Mocha Porter uh, at 7.4% uh, on draft right now for bottles. We have the Tuckered Stout 7.5 Peanut Butter Stout on draft, also available in bottles. We have the Here's Looking at You Kid Twinkie Cream Ale, 4.4%, a nice crispy one for the warm weather when it warms back up, uh, also available on tap or in bottles. And finally, we are on our second keg of the Drunken Donut at 6.4%. It is not going to last long, folks, At a, uh, as the Jelly Donut IPA, also available on draft in-house or in bottles. And then coming up, the Jojinator is in kegs and carbonating right now. It'll be ready on Monday, uh, April 19th, I believe. Um, so that'll be ready on the 19th. We have a Hoppy Pilsner coming out a few days later. Uh, we'll probably let you know about that. That'll probably be ready around our next podcast date. Um, and then from there, we have something special coming out for Mother's Day. It'll be the Mom Jeans Mimosa-inspired Brute Ale. It'll yes. taste like a mimosa. Um, so, hey, hit us up on the uh, on the social media if you're interested in any bottles or trying it here on draft. Let me know. Uh, we're at bash underscore brew on Instagram and bash brewing on facebook or if you just type in bash brew and look for the sketchy yellow on black logo <laughs> that us if it looks like death metal writing that is bash brew. hell yeah like adam said if you want to find out what's happening in the brew lab all you have to do on instagram is search out bash underscore brew or on facebook bash brewing or just go ahead and type out bash underscore brew and he's going to pop up on Facebook as well. We're also on untapped at bash underscore brew. And if you want to find out what's going on with decaying with the boys, all you have to do is to, uh, find us at decaying WTB on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you want to get your questions answered or just kind of, you know, I don't know, poke fun at us. You can send us an email at decaying WTB at gmail.com. I always have a blast here. Adam. Ooh. You have I would something. like to. I would like to say maybe common sense. Also, if you want beer and you can't remember the bash brew tags, if you're falling to came with the boys, 
hit Matt up with a message. He'll get it to me, and yeah, we'll hook you up. Yeah. yeah. Listen, so, yeah, we e- either want site, to get this either to site you. you'll get beer. Yes, and we want to get this to you. So again, if you want beer, bash underscore brew at decay and WTB. If you want to hear about the podcast at decay and WTB, we're on all social media. This podcast goes on all major platforms. And again, just to wrap it up, we are on hop nation USA as a feature on episode 197. Shout out to those guys. Thank you, Steven Adam. Uh, Big things are on the horizon for bash brew and decaying with the boys. So you got to keep tuned to us to find out what's happening next. And until next time, cheers. Cheers, brothers. See ya.